1: Mariska Hargitay, in at number 90, we're back to watching terrible films for our own bizarre reasons with The Love Guru.
0: That's right. It's Films and Filth, is Citizen kind of Podcasting. We're on the Filth list for the first time in a long time, so that's exciting. Yeah. We'll see how exciting this movie is. Um, we haven't
2: been here for a long
0: time, and we're not here for a good time. Mm, okay, that sounds about right. Uh, roll call. Uh, we can do a Bible stuff if you want. The, the, who's Don't here? Servo. Matt, Mark, Luke, John. Yes, perfect. Yes. <laughs> holy, holy, like, holy. So many kinds of religion here. We have uh, whatever the religion is in the Love Guru. Let's 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 That's let's decide not. Yeah, let's decide not to call that. <laughs> off the bat. A, a, a movie that proves that there is no God and and the universe is not just so just capitalism this this gave you more than the space 1999 we watched okay
3: oh my god that 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 was uh, truly Shakespearean compared to this (laughs) yes
0: I guess the best place to start is to take everyone's uh Mike Myers temperature because I think that's an important thing uh with this being a uh a key moment in his career for me um I, i'll defend the wayne's Worlds, uh, especially wayne's world 2 which i watch more regularly than i should admit to i know people don't like it i do i'm weird i also like anchorman 2 better than anchorman 1 um it's, it's the world i live in um austin powers i saw all of them in theaters two and three opening night um there, I don't know. I, w- I actually watched a bit of the shy, the shy who spagged me, uh, the spy who shagged me, a bit last night, which I guess is probably the worst of the Austin Powers movies. And after Love Guru, it seemed like you know, pretty, pretty, um, um, epic or something. I guess. Um, I just come back from Japan when when the Love Guru was in the theaters, and and the writing was very clearly on the wall not to see it, so I never saw it till a couple nights ago. But um, yeah, that that's a, that's my Mike Myers. Um, temperature love Wayne I can take or leave Austin depending on mood and uh he's I, it then there's a, some amazing moment where he just shot his career in the foot as hard as he could um that, that's where I am so <laughs> Mark I feel like you're more on okay. the Austin Powers hate team
2: I don't hate Austin Powers I kind of hate Mike Myers because Of the whole thing where he stole Danny Carvey's joke and I'm more of a Danny Carvey fan. And also he just cannot commit to a bit ever except Shrek. He's great as Shrek. I don't know how to explain this. And also, well, Wayne's World was made by an absolute visionary Penelope Spirits. So I, you know, I'm not saying that it wouldn't have succeeded without her, but it is transcendent because of her and i think wayne's world too at least tries good uh does a good job of emulating that but that said i did see all the austin powers movies in the theater and laughed at all <laughs> so i don't know what i'm even talking about
0: okay maybe i'm mistaken you for someone else what is the dana carvey joke because you mentioned um, that to me yesterday is that dr eagle oh
2: it's the lauren michael's impression and also there was just a lot of uh, uh ass fuckery behind the scenes where mike myers was trying to get dana carvey's lines cut a lot in the wayne's world films
0: it well was, the reason Spirits wasn't on the second one as cuz they had such a bad time together on the first one.
2: Yeah, so he chased away the the one of the best directors that they possibly could have gotten, probably the best director that's ever done an SNL related film. Uh anyway, I, he's probably a fucker but sometimes he's funny. <laughs> I don't know. Um sometimes in this he's funny. There are things I laugh at but then it frustrates me that he can't just but but reading, about, I'll get to this later. I read about it, the, his motivation behind making this film, and it's uh, because he loves Deepak Chopra. Okay, genuinely. that's
0: cool. He didn't show it very well, but whatever.
2: <laughs> if, he, if he'd made this from a place of hate, I think it would have been a actually an excellent movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, let's keep on this side of the pond because I, I, I'm luke and austin powers is, is really um, i don't think we've ever had a discussion so let, let's go to john first um with, All right. with, with your, your mike myers temperature
3: yeah so i am a mike myers fan and i'm an austin powers fan although the austin powers movies got worse when they decided to make sequels um i, I think the the characters and the cleverness came back a bit in gold member but Spy Who Shagged Me was just too much too soon. Um, I do think that uh, Mike Myers is at his best when he is sort of the um, the unsung uh, non spotlight character, though. So when he shows up in like a Quentin Tarantino movie as a Scottish general or something, that's great. Like it's a surprise he does have this ability to lose himself in a role when it's not something that he created. He's doing the jokes. It's precious to him. He just gets to inhabit this character for a moment. And I wish that we got more out of him that was, uh, you know, dramatic or quasi dramatic, because I think he can do it. I think he can deliver. And there are just a, a small handful of things that I think work in this movie which I'll I'll get to. is, again a just a very very small handful, <laughs> but um, but it but it shows where Mike Myers' mind is when he's good. There's just not a lot in this particular movie that's very good, um, and and you know I I think it's easy to burn out when there's just too much of him um, when there's too much Wayne that got overplayed on Saturday Night Live. I I think that, yes, Wayne's Roll 2 is a perfectly fine sequel, but it didn't need a sequel. Um, Austin Powers, I think, needed at least one sequel because the James Bond movies had sequels, the Flint movies had sequels, the Mad Hell movies had sequels. And I think there was more to mine there. I also happen to think that the uh, the Austin Powers movies of all the pantheon of James Bond parodies, that's one of the few that is really the most literate. It's sort of like what Airplane did with all of the Airplane disaster movies. They were aping. You could tell that they really got the source material and studied it and loved it. And that's something that I appreciate about his touch on uh, Austin Powers. Oh, and by the way, Mark, uh, I, in in his defense, I, I will say that apparently everybody who has ever worked with Lorne Michaels has a Lorne Michaels impression. <laughs> so <laughs> he, he may very well have stolen his from Dana Carvey. Uh, and I've I've heard a little bit of that stuff as well. But uh, yeah, apparently, I mean, like if you listen to Rob Lowe's podcast. He does a Lorne Michaels, and then anybody who is on SNL, he gets them to do their Lorne Michaels, which is always fun.
2: It's true on Conan O'Brien's podcast. Every literally everyone who has ever worked in Saturday Night Live who goes on there does a Lorne Michaels impression. They're all <laughs> that's they're awesome. all pretty similar. That is fair. Yeah, they,
3: they're all kind of Doctor Evil, right? <laughs> right? Yeah.
0: And since Lord Michaels isn't actually on screen that often, we know the impressions better than we know the guy at this point, which is kind of fun. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. But but honestly, and that's something that Dana Carvey,
3: back to your favorite, who I also love, that he's really astute in pointing out, is that at a certain point, the impression of anybody, you know, George Bush, whatever, overtakes the actual person. Because that the comedian's job, at least the way that um, the like Dana Carvey does something, or uh, Martin Short or whomever, you know, they're, they're just finding this really minuscule mannerism or quirk or vocal inflection and just blowing it up to, you know, the thousandth degree. But then that's what people remember, and that's what all of us amateurs imitate as well.
0: And we'll, we'll see how we feel about Dana Carvey once we get to the Master of Disguise and at some point. Oh, we'll yes. Go. <laughs> Got to put these two against each other. That's way down the list, isn't it? Wow. Um Okay, Luke, I, I definitely am curious about the UK perspective or your perspective on the Mike Myers thing.
1: Um, well, I remember also that I'm a bit younger than you guys. So when I was growing up, Austin Powers was like, the movie that we all wanted to see and, like, the tapes would get passed around because we weren't actually old enough to go and see them at the theatres. Uh, but, no, Austin Powers is great. That's beloved in the UK, too. Because, like like John said, it's a really good James Bond parody. So, yeah. Um, no beef with Austin Powers. To me, my... And I watched Dwayne's World as a kid because uh, my dad was into it. So I've seen those quite a few times. I like the Dwayne's World movies. But to my generation, Mike why is it Shrek? He's beloved cultural icon, Shrek.
0: So that's my name, Mike Myers.
1: I love Mike Myers because he brought brought me one of the biggest characters of my youth.
0: And before we get too deep into love guru, let's not forget uh, "So I Married an Axe Murder, which is a a pretty entertaining movie that's mostly forgotten. Although the TV series he just did is technically a follow-up to it or something. something.
2: I don't think a lot of people love that film but it is technically mike myers playing himself so in that film he absolutely does commit to the character right and and that's another
3: one where you know to me the standout is him playing his scottish father so yeah it's yeah. a smaller role that is just so specific where again, he does it. Let him actually inhabit the character and be that for a minute, and instead of putting the spotlight on what is supposed to be the star of that film, him and and I think he really shines in a role like that. Yeah, let's let's I mean,
1: turn our. our I will. Ahead. I just should say before you keep saying this, he's not good at Scottish accents.
0: Okay, that's a good. <laughs> question. That's a good.
1: He's very funny, but he's not good at sounding Scottish. He never okay. sounds Scottish. <laughs>
2: How about um Alan Hale who did Scrooge McDuck? Was he good at Scottish accents?
1: Oh, uh, he was all right. Like okay. now they have David Tennant playing Scrooge McDuck. All right. And he does a pretty similar accent, so I guess it wasn't that bad.
3: And he's he's pretty Scottish. Yeah. I think yeah. um <laughs> uh yeah, his family background is from Scotland. I mean, obviously he grew up in Canada, but I, I think he always said that he was doing his um uh, he was doing his grandfather's voice or something when he was with it. But again, that's that's like uh, Walter Koenig. You know, everybody says, "Oh, his Russian accent is terrible, terrible, terrible." But he's like, "I'm doing my father's accent." <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I, he's Russian. You know, <laughs> so I still think he's
2: better than the Russians in Grand Theft Auto Four. All mm-hmm. Americans doing Russian accent, cousin. Let's go bowling. <laughs> Anyway. Or maybe it's, it's not that Mike
1: Myers is bad at Scottish. Maybe it's just that he's responsible for a wave of other people trying to do that accent.
3: Right, <laughs> right. To be fair, as long as we're talking about Russians, uh, a Russian friend of mine, I exposed her to uh, Walter Koenig's accent then to uh, the two actors who play, have played Ilya Kuryakin in The Man from U.N.C.L.E., David McCollum and um, Army Hammer. And then um, finally to Anton Yelchin as you know a newer age Chekhov. She thought the first three, absolutely terrible. Chekhov, she goes, uh, or Anton Yelchin, she's like, that sounds like a Russian trying to speak English. So huh.
0: he, you know, rest his soul. Apparently yeah. he's the one who nailed it. Yeah. Have, I ever, have I ever mentioned my dumbest date ever while we're on the Russians?
1: Yeah, yeah, you've mentioned this date many times, Matt.
0: Okay, not for a while though. Not for a while, but uh... you bring oh, condom. Yeah, no, you're
1: not gonna. You're gonna do it. <laughs>
0: you Don't bring condom.
1: It. Is okay. that what it was? You bring condom.
0: Now I have to say, oh it. my god, but I I, <laughs> I took her to see K nineteen, the Widowmaker, because I'm like, oh, they speak Russian in <laughs> that, so it'll be like. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, bad date movie. Um. Here's a okay. story of the love guru. I'll do a quick summary of that guy and we'll think about him a little bit deeper. The guru Pitka is a guru, second only to De- Deepak Chopra. He was an American orphan adrift in India when he came under the tutelage of Guru Tugumiputta at age 12. Pitka travels to Canada to help reunite an estranged superstar hockey couple. Doing so will win them the Stanley Cup, will win Pitka a spot on Oprah, and put him in the same league as Chopra. He becomes attracted to young Maple Leafs owner Jane, but is hampered by the chastity belt he has worn since age 12. He works with the hockey star Darren in an attempt to get him to overcome his fears by facing his mother, and butts heads with Lecoq, the arrogant hockey star who has run off with Darren's lady. Pitka takes shortcuts to reunite the couple, which has short-term positive effects, but is disastrous in the long run. Pitka abandons his newly won Oprah spot to return to the rink and guru properly, which apparently involves elephant sex. He returns to India with Jane and is finally shorn of his chastity belt, which allows the couple to stage a Bollywood-style musical number. Okay, there we go. Um. I guess we'll start with the things we liked about the movie. Um I should grab my phone well, for this. Oh go ahead. The thing I
2: liked the most was interestingly, uh Jim Gaffigan and Stephen Colbert as the announcers. And interestingly, oh they, are great. they recorded they are great. their bits yeah. during a writers strike, so they had to improvise everything they did. Huh, nice. So, You know, very uh, topical right this second.
1: Um yeah, any sports comedies always seem to knock it out of the park with the, the commentators. Yeah. Like dodgeball, I mean, the commentators were great. Uh, yeah, I'm saying I think dodgeball
3: ball. Ball is the gold the gold standard for that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I need to rewatch that. Um, yeah. No, I I genuinely was laughing a lot during this film. Like, it had jokes and they landed. It's like stripped of Please context. Describe one. <laughs> um, <laughs> there was the bullgazer gag gets me because I'm a child. <laughs> there was yeah. lots of stupid little puns. Yeah, there was the oh, what was the joke with? Do you know? Like, do you know Dick shrivels at eighty <laughs> five? it's like, it oh,
0: does. right, right, right. Um, <laughs>
1: it was, it, yeah, but they they were all really dumb little jokes like that. The problem was everything that was actually about being a guru. Was horrible and racist. <laughs> yeah, it was.
2: It was. Like, it was racist and also. Mike
1: Myers was just doing Mike Myers. I hated the bits that were to do with what the film was meant to be about.
0: Um, what I liked were the book titles that come up in the first fifteen minutes, which are. Um... Oh,
1: the book titles were good. Yeah, yeah. that's stop, good Stop,
0: stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. Why are you still hitting yourself? <laughs> that's good. If you're happy and you know it, think again. Uh... <laughs> I like that <laughs> does it hurt when you do that don't do that the ultimate was it uh the ultimate something that will change your life sorry I, i'm looking at a bad quality of a picture of it but yeah i i mm. laughed at those that that's what i thought and yeah of course the uh the announcer is great especially the uh he's on, i'm on drugs again that was fantastic <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the uh the, the delivery on the book jokes was
3: good You know, just Mm. that that he always has one at the ready and it's always the right title for the moment. You know, like that was a good running gag to have in there. Um, Sportscasters were terrific. I actually liked the first Bollywood scene where he Mm. first lays eyes on the Jessica Alba character and you just cut away to the sort of romantic vision in his head of them singing because there was no warning about that. We haven't yet established that this is a thing that happens in this movie. And Bollywood is a thing. And I always like a good style parody that you can just drop into a movie as opposed to say, just opening with a sitar version of nine to five, because (laughs) that if there's a joke in there, that joke is about a quarter of a second of like, Oh, look, he's doing nine to five on his sitar. Oh, wait, he's actually going to do the whole thing. And then we get mm. another song at the end, like that. That stuff, that stuff speaks to what uh, I, I think a big part of the comedic problem is in this movie. It, it's all these residual jokes that don't actually add up to, oh, I don't know, a story or characters or drama mm. or motivation that we actually care about. So, I, I appreciate it that Mike Myers's mind apparently works this way where it's just like oh look here's an accent here and here's a joke here and here's something dumb that i heard when i was a 12 year old and and like and these are all the things rattling around in his brain and sometimes you can take that and build characters and story out of it like Austin Powers and times like this they just feel completely de- honestly from the mo- from the moment the movie started we just sort of had to buy the reality of the character i just did not buy the reality of the character at all so that prevented me from feeling like i was a part of the story <laughs> so
1: i think that goes uh, to what mark was saying that maybe if this film had had a bit more bite to it if they'd been more yes. like satirizing these gurus who are full of it and you know oh I my god a hundred, I mean, that, this could have been a great
3: exactly comedy. that is exactly the note that i took about this whole thing is that I, I was waiting for something here that really was a satire. Like I, I think there's a little bit of that implied just because he is so clearly filthy rich and he can just go to a new city and then suddenly his ashram is this huge, you know, multi-million dollar palatial place. So you you're kind of in on the joke like, oh yeah, these guys are getting paid millions and millions of dollars, but the advice is really dumb. Mm. But there's nothing beyond that. <laughs> like, right. the, the, well, and, and... Because
1: ultimately it works. Yeah, well, I, I mean if... that <laughs> sorta of works as a joke, but it's No, but I mean ultimately but... his his sister works. He that's... fixes the yeah, guy. <laughs> so
2: but it's uh... it's like this thing where yeah. when when he asks the hockey guy to not fight anyone and then has him fight everyone. Right. The, like that whole thing, if they just put something in there where he, he was taking the distraction and going to like steal money from the from the team or something like that. It just felt like <laughs> a couple of times he was sowing chaos because I guess because that was a method or something, but it didn't ever mm. feel like he really believed he bought into his own methods, yet at the same time we don't know anything that he believes.
1: We really don't. Yeah.
2: <laughs> he just <laughs> wants to be on Oprah and and you don't even really know how much he really wants to be on Oprah, or if it's that's just just because he wants to get laid, because he wants Oprah, because he wants his chastity belt he removed. I wasn't even really clear on that. <laughs> yeah, if just Oprah had removed his chastity belt, that would have been cool. But they didn't yes. do that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Oprah's too,
1: too good to be in a Mike Myers movie. Uh, <laughs> so I, Celine it Dion. It was a scheduling. It was a
2: scheduling conflict so for both yeah. of
1: them, actually. Oh, was yeah. she too busy well, buying up land in Hawaii um, <laughs> to steal from the natives? Like, uh, Mike Myers
2: apparently Mike Myers is so big that they weren't even really saying no to him except they didn't have time to do it um, I was wondering because
0: time. if you remember the opening scene of gold member which has everyone in the world because he was culturally that important at the time that everybody yeah. wanted to be in the opening scene of gold member where I mean we got a few people here yeah but yeah Celine is clearly not actually Celine um I guess we should talk about some of the other actors a bit um I did decide that we should retroactively take back Ben Kingsley's Gandhi actor, Oscar. <laughs>
1: I think he redeemed this by doing Iron Man 3. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, you're right.
2: He was really good in the, the whatever Marvel stuff that I've seen him in. He was, I can't remember any of the names of it. But
1: he was in Iron Man and then he was in Shop Shet.
2: He was uh, consistently a bright point in whatever the hell he was in. But not well, because this. they were pa-
1: that, that was actually parodying this kind of character yes. instead of just doing one wholesale.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he's parodying a terrorist, which is that's
1: super but also parodying getting well, Ben Kingsley to play Middle Eastern people all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: there you go.
1: But,
3: but even with Ben Kingsley, like it, it's just sort of a dumb sight gag that he's cross eyed. Like what what does that serve at all? nothing. It is like, oh, this is funny. I'll just cross my eyes through the whole thing. It, it, that doesn't help anything. It doesn't serve yeah. anything or anybody other than just like let's try to squeeze in as many dumb gags as we can. So I I felt really bad for Ben Kingsley. I, I felt well, look, I can't feel too bad for him. he got the paycheck um yeah. but well, yeah.
2: It felt like he was stealing from Kung Pao, End of the Fist, which is a much funnier movie than this.
1: There you go. Yep. Yep.
2: In so, my opinion.
1: Okay. this film obviously dive-bombed Mike Myers' career, but it's kind of his own fault. Did this film also end Jessica Alba's career? She
2: became a
0: businesswoman.
1: No.
2: <laughs> She's doing great. She's doing oh, better okay. than
0: any mere actors at this point. Uh-huh. What is her business? I uh, I, I, actually, it. I should look that up. But she I know that
2: influencer. Stuff. She's a guru now. Yeah, she's uh, a self-help guru. Yeah, I think really Fantastic good. Four may have tanked your career more than this did, and that was, mm. or maybe that mm-hmm. was before this. Yeah, she kind of like here. that was before this. I don't know. She's in well, a lot of bag. stuff recently. She
1: was in a lot of stuff, and then she was in nothing ever again.
2: That's my she's point. In, she's in the Machete Kills. Oh,
0: nice. Uh let's see. She co founded the Honest Company, a consumer goods company and sells baby personal and household products. So uh, okay. something that something that probably makes real money. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. So Absolutely. uh we don't need to feel too bad for her. <laughs> she was in Little Fuckers. Oh, okay. <laughs> what year was
2: that? 2010.
0: Okay, well that's not too long after, but yeah, I didn't
2: even, even like, know they made a sequel to Meet the Fuckers called Little Fuckers.
1: I know they did, but I haven't seen it. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's a five point five, so we're not going to watch for this podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Entirely too upscale. Yeah. Uh, how about JT in this film? I guess that's a while wow, we're going over other actors. Uh, I so, felt like if you could put him in. Recently, Boy, maybe it works. I don't know.
1: Uh, so he's played in this character like. Jacques Lecoq Grande with a big (laughs) dick. Mm -hmm. Recently, Britney Spears has come out and said that Justin Timberlake has a very small dick.
2: (laughs) That makes this retroactively funnier.
1: (laughs) It makes it much funnier, yeah. (laughs) I I like to imagine that that wasn't in the script and Justin Timberlake's like, listen, my character has a huge cock, that needs to be key, that needs to be key to the plot of the film.
2: You know what I like even better is that Mike Myers hears it from someone else that he has a small cock and he puts it in the movie, knowing that Justin Timberlake yeah. won't say anything. That's,
1: that's pretty funny.
2: Too. There we go. <laughs> there we go. That's my fan fiction. Uh, did did? Sorry, we're going on about okay. Vern Troyer. Uh, I was almost. I was kind of uncomfortable with the amount of little people jokes in this. Yeah, movie.
1: it was a lot. I'm <laughs> sure he co-signed well, kinda-
2: <laughs> on this. Like he signed off on all of it. But
1: it yeah, but like, that. That just means that that's the roles he could get back in the day, right? I liked his yeah. little gag in the bloopers at the end.
3: Yes, yeah. But again, it just seems like all the leftover jokes from Austin Powers that they yeah. didn't have room for with Mini-Me. So, oh, okay, well, these didn't land there, just toss them in this movie. And at least with Austin Powers, there is this really bizarre, interesting reason for him to exist. And in this... There isn't. <laughs>
1: Again, but Also, he's, he's, uh, When Austin Powers said something a little bit offensive, he was a man out of time. That was part of the joke. True. we were laughing actor. Here, yeah. he's not. He's meant to be like the good guy. He's, he's set in the modern day. He's got no excuse. He's just a bigger when he right, says right. homophobic things and racist things <laughs> and ableist mm-hmm. things throughout the whole film. Yeah. But I guess yeah. that's just late 90s, early. Wait, when, what year was this like? 2009? Eight, 2008. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. There's no excuse. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I, I was love to the defend set it for being of its time, but no, its time there's was not that long ago.
2: The set of the Tiny Office, yes, that Brilliant.
1: was good. Oh yeah, so I like good. the Tiny
0: Office, yeah. especially how you yeah. just destroy <laughs> it by moving through it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, the the and... line that really like just made me go like, "Holy shit!" was when just he's insulting the guy. This isn't um, a Montreal one, but he's insulting the hockey player's outfit. He's like, what's wrong with Kata skin? And he literally just says, more like gay skin.
0: Yeah, that's right. why did that yeah. character
2: say that? That doesn't make any yeah. sense.
0: <laughs> there was the um the the Bangkok joke in 2008. Um a little late to play. Oh, that, that,
2: that was that just was so <laughs> slow. It took so long for that joke to
1: execute. That's what pissed me off about it. Just like,
2: <laughs> oh, and he said, Ow oh, my balls.
1: Ah, but also, so like he's wearing God. a metal chastity belt. How did he get punched in the balls? Yeah, point. plot hole. Zero yeah. stars.
0: It's a thought they
3: yeah. got. Wh- a why, that kind of. And look for why this is a plot Why would his guru in India have a chastity belt to apply to the twelve-year-old? <laughs> <laughs> Guru yeah, training. Like
1: yeah, also, like, is it yeah. made from unstable molecules? Did it grow with him? It grew. It grew. <laughs> that's true. That's, well, oh he God. looked like
0: CGI jelly when they showed the 12-year-old version. Which which was funny. Right, that was context. really funny. I thought yeah, that
1: was a yeah. good gag. Just that, putting his using... head on a child. That's usually yeah, I mean, that, CGI
0: it... to great effect. <laughs>
3: Yeah. Yeah. And and, uh, obviously purposeful, you know, so I'm, I'm okay with that. At least we're all in on the joke on that one. It's weird. Like you can't do that again. (laughs) You just, you you get your one
0: shot to do it like that. And then yeah, move on. I don't, there were a few jokes. I straight up didn't understand. Um, Hmm. Stink mop seemed offensive and I couldn't figure out why. (laughs) It, it I just, think it was just a word yeah, yeah.
3: I, and I think it was yeah not not offensive just like again just dumb, it's like the dumbest thing that somebody just comes up with and how that made it through writers editors friends of the talented people who made this movie oh no 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 commit to that bit commit to that and make sure that you get that on film and take up a a I chunk guess.
1: The, prob- the problem just seems to be that Mike Myers' career had reached the point where no one could say no to him, yeah. uh-huh. but his ideas had reached the point where he was kind of running out.
2: Yeah, Phantom yeah. Menace Syndrome. So we just
1: end up with, like, yeah, the worst possible movie where everyone says yes, but he's not actually coming up with good ideas.
3: Makes sense. See, I, I, I wonder about that, though, with, you know, he... He had a good working relationship with... uh, Did did Jay Roach have anything to do with this one? I forget.
0: I don't believe so. Um, Yeah, he did all the powers.
3: Yeah, it seems like that combination working on the Austin Powers movies really worked. And somebody as talented as I think Mike Myers is should also realize that you have to at least have some people in your creative sphere who can sort of check you back into place when you're developing a, a, a script or, you know, developing a movie. I mean, uh, uh, Martin Scorsese had to have Thelma shoemaker, you know, they, they, somebody as talented as that has to have somebody, somebody else's eyes on the work at some point. And, and when you hear something about like Mike Myers, not doing a, sprockets movie and i loved Dieter and i love sprockets on saturday night live but he was under contract with I, I want to say universal for like a dozen years or something to do this movie and he didn't do it didn't do it didn't do it because the perfectionist in him said like i i can't do this right and make it into a feature-length movie and i won't do it if i can't do it right and I, so i wonder how do you go from that than the love guru where it's just like every bad choice possible is right there on screen
0: um i did um, check jay roach was up... smart enough to stay away from this oh okay. yeah the director
1: right. of this film has one directing credit and it's this uh-huh. one
3: oh
2: co-writer... yeah i guess
1: there was no one to push back is he yeah. produced on the austin powers films so i think it seems wow. like maybe he was just a mike myers yes man
2: well wow. the co-writer wow. the co-writer's name is uh graham gordy and it looks like he had one credit before this and five or six after and
0: uh almost all of his drama
2: all of his credits are drama it's weird
0: wow <laughs> that, that brings the weight wow. to this film I don't true
2: detect he wrote an episode of he wrote episodes of true detective like what <laughs> oh <my laughs> okay God.
0: um well this is just me reading the wiki but apparently myers wanted to make a hockey movie which I think, ah. if this were a hockey movie, it would have worked. It is a
2: hockey the, movie, though. The, That's the, the guru it's part of the problem.
0: The guru could have been like a fat bastard-sized character. Uh, in that version, I'm not quite sure what Mike Myers' lead role is, but like, if the guru is like in the movie for like five minutes and makes a couple dumb jokes, I mean, it, you'd still be like, "Gee, is this guy offensive?" Uh, but you could probably, you know, you might have a better movie. I don't know
2: i just maybe.
1: don't know what but then, yeah maybe on. it would be more offensive if it's just a bit part and you don't go into it i don't know because <laughs> <laughs> then well, you'd be or, thinking wait is he actually trying to play an indian here
2: well so, and, and that's Did the thing just... that i
3: i like i'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt in certain places certain choices trying really hard and think like okay Mike Myers clearly appreciates these kind of like cultural mashups. I mean, look at the Austin Powers movies where you've got Austin Powers, this very specific character from this very specific time, but then he has to, he has to encounter people with completely different uh, coming from completely different places in the, in the world, uh, like Miss Kensington and then even Basil, ages over time into you know a, a different sort of man in a different time. Um, and, and a guy like Dr. Evil a guy like Fat Bastard you now all have these very distinct backgrounds that they're bringing to it. And to me, Mike Myers seems like a guy who's very interested in these quirky cultural specifics and, and time appropriate specifics that uh, then get thrown into the blender together and i look at a movie like this and i okay all right you, you probably watched some bollywood movies you read some deepak chopra books you maybe did a, a a light skimming of the surface of some interesting indian cultural quirks that impressed you and then and then you start try to sort of mash that up with some uh you know americanisms and some canadianisms but we're on to you mike we know that you're really into your canadian background we know you're really into hockey so at the end is this just an excuse to go spend some time around hockey players because that's what you like and that in the end doesn't really add up to a movie that's just you being self-indulgent
0: yeah i don't know does adam sandler do that better i want to spend a month with my friends Uh... in hawaii so we're making. Yeah. a
1: movie. At least Adam Sandler, we all know that's what yeah. he's doing, so we just don't watch the films. <laughs> and <laughs> but then those yeah, films like... should be on this list more than this shit. That's the. It always comes down to that when we do these. At least at this end of the list, I'm sure it'll be different when we get to like, the you know the worst fifty. I'm always wondering why is this film on the list of the bottom 100 films of all time? Because it's not. It's it's mediocre, you know, with some good gags. I think it's because of its reputation that it messed up Mike Meyer's career. But it's still better than 10 nine out of 10 comedies that come out.
2: I think it's probably the funniest pound, just joke for joke, pound for pound, the funniest
0: comedy we've watched that's been on the bad list so far. Would, would you yeah. guys disagree? Well, some nights, huh? Stan Hells, you're like, I never really expected anyone here to be sort of, um, you know, like. You didn't expect any real talent in Stan Helsing, right? Uh, he Maybe no I
1: laughed. I did laugh a lot at Stan Helsing, perhaps because I wasn't expecting to.
0: Right, and you come yeah, of this, this movie with a bit of an attitude because you're like, "Oh my god, this destroyed like a relatively culturally important guy's career, like obliterated <laughs> it pretty much." So, <laughs> I, I think I only laughed in
3: this during the sportscasters bits. Maybe a little bit with the book jokes, and um, and I think maybe the first time, uh, Marishka Hargate became the the greeting, because I had I remember hearing Mike Myers drop that in like a it was like a, a stand up thing or an interview or something, and he just sort of dropped that as like oh that sounds like a greeting in Punjabi or hindi or something i'm like oh okay that's a funny bit yeah i get it but then when you overplay that bit constantly during and that's one of the sins that this movie perpetrates is that they do the joke and then they keep doing the joke and i'm sorry but you only get threes and then in other instances they stop to explain the joke to you Mm. and that i absolutely cannot stand so when it's Mariska Hargitay saying that is the joke because it sounds like something that to an untrained ear sounds like a foreign language. Okay, fine. And then you have Mariska Hargitay there at some point. Okay. All right. that That's funny. But then when you just keep playing out the joke, like, no, 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 here's the model of the building, and I'm going to push the button that makes the sound from law and order just in case you didn't get it. Like we just can we just slow down can we have a little bit of efficiency with our jokes and move on to something that's a
0: little more meaningful to the movie so what's going to make you uh twitch harder from here on out mariska hardike or uh, ds9's uh, al moraine <laughs> <laughs> well
2: we only got okay we got that a lot for one hour and then and this we got it a lot for okay an hour and a half i, I don't know i might Isn't, watch yeah, it maybe, um, more likely i didn't know
1: who mariska hargitay was So I I had to, like, I Mm. briefly looked up, like, is this a real (laughs) phrase, and then I realized, oh, it's the actress who showed up. Now I get it.
2: Yeah, Jane Mansfield's
1: Um, daughter. Mm -hmm. But then I learned a fun fact, Matt, do you remember we watched the 1995 Power Rangers movie? Yeah. You remember they go to the alien planet with the uh, bikini clad lady who gives them their new powers? Is that her? No, it was gonna be her, and then she (laughs) filmed half the scenes. And then she went home for Christmas without telling anyone, and they fired her.
3: (laughs) Oh my God, that's hilarious!
2: Wow, good for her.
0: Wow, she went on strike. One of uh, you're talking about how the jokes get you know past the rule of threes in here, but I think Mike Myers is one of the only guys that does it over franchises. Like, we actually get Wayne's World and Austin Power jokes like redone here, which is. Weird. I was very annoyed mm-hmm. by the uh, Bohemian Rhapsody and the car joke.
2: I was terrible. There's no terrible. point in that except he's gonna wink at you, and be like, "Yeah, remember, remember that, remember what remember you went for the better movie? <laughs> remember when you enjoyed watching my movie?" <laughs> Fun fact: When I saw that movie, I was 14, and I thought that Bohemian Rhapsody was a song made for that movie. I had no idea. I had no idea the song
1: existed before that.
0: That that's what uh just
1: <laughs> 1991 so you thought in the colonies isn't it? That's what yeah. got
0: Queen back on the American charts isn't
2: it? I <laughs> maybe I thought they just did We Will Rock You and I'd, anyway did anybody else feel like you were laughing just in general laughing less and less as the movie went on because I Definitely. felt like I wasn't yeah intentionally I wasn't like consciously saying I'm getting tired of this but I found myself just laughing less and less. And when the elephants had sex, I just didn't laugh at all.
1: And I'm but like, it that, that, um, should be funny, right? With better halves, that could have been a great crescendo, right? But yeah, I was just, yeah. I was over it, kind of.
2: The, the, the rhythm was off. Maybe it was the, that the one guy that were, who directed that one thing.
3: Yeah. The, the, the things that were funny at first was us getting to know the pattern. Like things were new. Yeah. So, same Mariska Harkate once. And hearing the response once like that was funny and the reveal of the book titles and the the little uh you know his little aphorisms and the every time you see like a powerpoint slide behind him like seeing that once early that was clever. But then when you realize they were going to use those same jokes over and over and over again, and then really have to speed up what happens in the end, because you got to wrap this up. You have to resolve all the relationships you have to resolve uh, that the team will win and how and why then it's just a race to the end. And honestly, when we started this, all right, look, I knew it was going to be a bad movie, but I also knew that I liked Mike Myers. And I, and I looked at the player in uh, paramount plus as soon as it started up and it was like okay an hour and 27 minutes minus a few minutes for credits but i'm like uh, gold great <laughs> this is going to take about an hour 20 plus minutes of my life no problem at all and then it just felt like a chore to get anything past the opening 15 minutes of this movie 15 20 minutes i was just like this feels like this is taking me three weeks to get through right now
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. I for me it was it took longer it wasn't as long as quick as that that I got off it. I got about halfway through the movie.
0: And then he sneezed.
3: And yep. then he sneezed.
1: I got about halfway through the movie and then took a phone call from my girlfriend. And then the second half, any like small amount of enjoyment I'd been finding in it, whether that was laughing at the actual jokes. I was kind of laughing at the film just because of how badly it aged as well. Mm. Just like, oh my god, all these small person jokes, all these gay jokes, mm-hmm. all these slightly racist right. jokes. So I, I was I was getting some amusement out of watching the film. And then I went back and watched that second half and it was just gone. And the entire <laughs> second half, yeah. I don't think I laughed. <laughs>
0: yeah. So like the, the, there was like
1: a, a spell got broken between watching the first half and watching the second. Where I was just seeing the film for what it is, and it's just not that funny. I
0: think it took. I think I put it in three thirty-minute chunks, and after the last thirty minutes, I watched the killer in its entirety. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) that was a straight througher. So yeah, okay, that's where the love guru sits. Um, I watched this all the way through because I started two hours ago. There you go.
1: (laughs) I watched it all last night. Yeah. I
0: I started early because I knew I might want to chunk it up a bit. (laughs) <laughs> which mm-hmm. I did Good plan. Yeah, I wanted to chuck up watching this film if you know what I mean
1: <laughs>
0: I don't even know if this one's a recurring joke The uh, all the product placement because Wayne's World made that like a very funny mm-hmm. joke and here they're beating us over the heads with uh, Altoids and a bun was there something else those are the ones that I, I at least wrote down
1: the yeah. Altoids joke kind I like because jerk. like the idea of the Altoids breath mints <laughs> elbow, elbow to the face <laughs> of the batch yeah that, yeah, that is yeah. a legitimately a joke. But then there was also just a lot of actual product placement. Well, Especially because it's a sports movie, right? So there's just Xbox and PlayStation adverts mm. behind them all the time.
2: Oh yeah, yeah there's an ad for track. PSP. Yeah, like, that, oh, that, man. Date, that, <laughs> that dates it. That's
1: why I knew this film was old. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> We're like two dead consoles past that now.
0: So I guess we do need to consider where this is uh, being films or, or filth um will bring our guest in first uh john how do you want to put this one is it filthy is it filmic give another word you want to invent it's so
3: filthastic. it is such a such a piece of trash in mike myers's uh storied career and that's unfortunate because like i said i i think that he is underappreciated for what he does very well. Like, yeah, a character like Wayne, a character like Austin Powers, those are going to break out. Those will become the the pop culture recognizable phenomena. But I think he's so good when he's allowed to be subtle. And the fact that this movie torpedoed his career (laughs) to the extent that we even get less and less of the subtle Mike Myers um, is really unfortunate. Uh, because he he is good. I, I mean, it, it, it's not like he was one of the failures of Saturday Night Live. He's one of the breakout stars of Saturday Night Live for a reason. You know, he, he was able to do things that connected with a, with the audience in a very quick, very fun way on that show. Um, I I hate that this is something that it probably prevents him from being the star and writer of something in the future because i want to think that he's got one more in him. i know i'll never get the sprockets movie that i want um but you know if somebody said no 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 you you can really go make a, a terrific movie again just you need to do it with somebody like jay roach or you need to do it with somebody who can be a writing partner with you and really shape something to be great again um I, this movie was painful to get through for me. I, like I said, I did laugh every now and then. Um, I wanted to like the premise. That was a failure. I wanted to just like the gags. That was a failure. I wanted to like the characters. And that was a failure, too. Um, I am going to be very contrarian, though, and say that, um, even though Mike Myers being a Canadian white guy performing this role, that is a very dubious premise anyway, that he's just a kid who was raised in India uh, with the career path of being a guru. uh, I actually like his voice. I think he, he made a clever creative choice to have this wholly unique accent, sound, tone to his voice that I kept trying to place throughout the movie. And I think that was part of the fun of it is just like, who is this guy? Like, like, is there even a world where that is legitimate premise? The answer is probably no, Um, but he made interesting choices in how the character uses language and how he uses his words. So um, I'll at least give Mike Myers a couple of points for trying with that, even if we can mostly say that it, that falls flat. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, there you go. That's my summary. Um, um, does anyone um, have a better word than uh, I filth, like
1: film, filth I was <clears> going to give we... it
0: my flimsy.
1: We, yeah, mm. flimsy is better because we've been talking about filth, right? With like horror movies and really, we've been using filth often as a term of endearment recently. Mm. And the problem with this film's not filthy enough. Like, mm. it's just, yeah, it is flimsy. It's, there's a, there's a bit of an idea here, but he didn't go far. Like Malp said, he didn't commit to a character. He's meant to be playing this guru character, but he's still making little Mike Myers, the American aside throughout the whole film.
2: Yeah. I mean, you could also so. call it flim flam, like everything that Deepak Chopra has said, because this is a love letter to, I think I said earlier, I was going to get into this. Um, he became obsessed with Deepak Chopra, read all of his books around the time his father died. So mm. therefore I have to feel kind of bad for.
1: That's how for grifters God, get. Yeah. Him.
2: Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's most vulnerable. He read a bunch of Deepak Chopra, became friends with him because Mike Myers was huge and he could be friends with anyone he wants. And then Deepak Chopra wrote an inspirational novel called Why Is God Laughing? The story of a comedian named Mickey Fellows who begins a spiritual quest after the death of his father. So basically, Deepak Chopra Ah. repaid him by plagiarizing the story of his life for a book. But uh, Myers contributed the foreword to the book.
3: Anyway, and, th- if- and that, but see that that's the yeah, and I'm I'm sorry, Mark, because you and I are on the no. same page here about this, and that is a big yeah. note that I took here for myself, is that I wanted this movie to be a takedown of mm-hmm. these so-called gurus. I really because I don't think that a guy like Deepak Chopra is just an innocent purveyor of feel-good wisdom. I mean, I think that these are opportunists uh, opportunists who prey on Vulnerable people, and they have crafted an industry of, you know, this uh, feel-good self-help movement. And, and I love the the statistic that the number one predictor of someone who will buy a self-help book is, is that they have already bought multiple self-help books. And if that is the case, that means that the self-help books aren't working. So they are just literally designed to keep bringing you back to buy more and deepak is one of the prime examples of an opportunist when it comes to that Uh, but mike myers i guess was a little blinded by the light there and and that that, that's again what makes his character so uh, kind of unrelatable and unapproachable because we don't know if he believes what he's doing like you pointed out, Luke, you know, it, it, it's a bit of this eastern mystic wisdom that he has, but then he just does dumb Mike Meyer Americanism slash Canadianism jokes thrown at you. So you never can tell his sincerity
1: yeah, in there's, any there's of a this. little bit of insincerity to the character because I think Mike Myers is a good enough comedian to know the funny version of this character is full of shit. Mm -hmm. But at the time in his life that he made this film, he couldn't admit that to himself. And Mm -hmm. so we get like to the very first thing he says, is like, Oh, he was my most stubborn student, but became my greatest teacher or some shit like that. And that's the version of the character I wanted where we know as the audience, he doesn't believe any of this. It's all bogus, but he doesn't quite commit to that in the film. And that's why it doesn't work.
2: Yeah. There's not really an arc. It's like, if, um, I mean, there are many ways that you can make this better, but the, the smarter version of this would be like Stephen Chow movies that he's directed like uh, Shaolin Soccer or Kung Fu Hustle where he always starts out the movie as the worst guy on Earth and then becomes a hmm. uh, god eventually. So if there was right. something where like, he's a total Charlotte and then learns something, question mark, blank. Yeah. And what what, the what end, was the
3: Steve Martin uh, movie where he plays the... The revival preacher. Oh, um, oh uh, I can you know the box. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, absolutely. Yeah, you all sure can. yeah, but yeah. See also that you know, and, and I guess uh, why I'm so harsh about this movie uh, compared, at least to to you guys, is that um, like, I think there's something very pure about a filth movie, <laughs> mm-hmm. where you know, typify. There's something very pure about a filth movie where it's just people without talent who get together and just hack out mostly horror because horror is you know high return on investment low production cost it's an easy way for most people to get into the business as opposed to somebody who comes along who has talent who has a proven track record who has all the opportunity in the world to work with people who can make his own work better and that to me is just like such a greater tragedy when it comes to something
0: like this. A leap of faith. That's a much better way of what I was trying to say about uh-huh.
1: this not being filth. <laughs> <laughs> but, also,
2: uh, but also, John, I definitely co-sign with you that the one I wanted always was the Sprockets movie, and that was I mean, that and the Hans and Franz movie is never happening, or sort of right. like the greatest tragedies. Yeah. I yeah. heard recently that Schwarzenegger said that he was disappointed that the Hans and Franz movie didn't happen. So he, he was supposed to be How could he it. not be?
0: yeah exactly how could it not be i've got a 10 star review here um okay go 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 incredibly funny movie if you have a sense of humor the username seems kind of offensive maybe i'll skip that Um, (laughs) I, i laugh at almost everything but most comedy films are quite hit or miss love guru got me mike myers is a genius it's clear the bad press it got tainted quite a few people's enjoyment of a truly great film. It is a bit culturally insensitive, but it isn't mean spirited. There is love in it. I definitely watch this again someday. People would enjoy a lot more if they put aside their delicate sensibilities. So that was that was yeah. the problem, Luke. You didn't put aside your delicate sensibilities.
1: Um, oh yeah, I'm sorry, I I'm woke. So you're not allowed to make comedy. Me. <laughs> yeah, no jokes. Uh, That's it. I
2: I wonder about the low rating on this. I think that there are some people who are downvoting it because it's racist, which is completely legitimate. And some Mm -hmm. people downvoting it because it is a Deepak Shopper love letter, which is also legitimate, which Mm -hmm. probably that may have gotten uh, more of a become more of a thing since COVID started. Because
1: I will say, uh, I watched this on um, Amazon Prime Video where it has a really high user rate. Oh, right. It's like wow. 4.5 out of 5 stars.
2: <laughs> I didn't, didn't notice the rating when I was
1: watching it. I mean, we so don't... Yeah, uh, maybe, like, maybe normies do just enjoy this film.
0: <laughs> we don't talk about what we would rate the movies, which we don't have to, but I was just thinking, because, uh, like you said, it seems cute, and I'm like, well, what would I... What would legitimately be my rating on a 10-star scale, which I don't rate things on? I'm thinking, well, it'd be 3 or 4, so 3.8 yeah. be about It, it would right.
1: be yeah. like a 5 for me. It would just be like a... Pfft, yeah, it's I
0: I wouldn't
2: put this below a five. They're just funny enough. I I don't think I would downvote. I don't think I would dock a bunch of stars just for a bunch of racist jokes because that would just eliminate. T- that's just a lot of extra work. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know it is definitely. But and also I don't even know how much of it, the the Indian angle is racism or how much of it is just that maybe deepak Chopra has lost touch with his indian roots and mike myers is completely just leeching off of his energy i have no yeah. idea
1: yeah oh, the the four of us are not the people to judge that i don't think that's right a good point right yeah i'm right. a half
2: lebanese that not, has nothing to do with india at all so because i the don't names get on the screen again we can
0: judge whoever we want <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, affirmative action. I know I we're coming up in.
1: on time, so this isn't necessarily the right time to start this conversation. But I was watching this film, like, this is the end of, like, Mike Myers' career. And do we still have, like, comedy stars? Mm-hmm. Like, an actor brings out a comedy film, and I'm gonna go see the new Disguise film?
0: I like, like Will Ferrell kind of doesn't game. do it's it like... anymore. Yeah, at this point, it's like, well, Chris Pratt's pretty funny, but he doesn't make comedies, you know? Quite. Right. Well, that's it. Like, right. when a
1: comedy comes out, it's they've got a serious actor playing against type. But who are the big comedy stars anymore? I don't think they exist.
2: I mean, I would go see a Will Ferrell movie if it looked like it was going to be good, or uh, John C. Riley. But they're also yeah, doing Yeah, but when drama. was the
1: last time one of their films was even in the theaters?
0: Right. It's been a while. Nothing's in the theaters
1: anymore. Yeah, none,
2: none
0: of the we yeah. haven't had a recent SNL breakout, I guess. So, well, yeah. there is
2: Barb and Stargo to Vista Del Mar, which I will wholeheartedly recommend, even though it's not directly based on SNL characters. It has that vibe. Did any of you see mm. that at all? What was never heard of that? But I... then came out during the pandemic. It's basically Kristen Wiig and Annie Mimolo. I'm not familiar with Annie Mamolo, but they just play a couple of just sort of square like Midwest ladies and they go on vacation and they're sort of like oh gosh and then they have threesomes and ridiculous stuff happens and it's it's very funny and charming and the box office was $32,000
0: ooh <laughs> yeah,
2: are you serious wow Yeah, wow. came out in uh, 2021 so that was a rough rough time but um, I would recommend that that is a much funnier film than this <laughs> and uh, um, I
3: just added it
0: to my watch list need that awesome. as a it- Palette cleanser. <laughs> I
2: think, yeah, I think you'll be into it. It's
0: it's pretty fun. Um, anyone thing I want to throw out a final thought on the Love Guru.
1: Yeah, just the one other note that I actually wrote down. This film has better third eye effects than Multiverse of Madness.
0: Yeah,
3: <laughs>
1: it did. That was a pretty yeah. good effect, and that was kind yeah. of out of nowhere too. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's because they it wasn't a CGI eye. They just copied one of the eyes and put it up here. <laughs> Right. but it no, be. they looked great yeah.
0: and they didn't do the effects a week before it came out probably yeah <laughs> right
2: yeah the i've seen worse i've seen worse de-aging effects than the mike myers effect in this film <laughs> For sure. when it was supposed to be serious um, yeah i i went into this thinking i would absolutely hate it and i didn't hate it and it was more racist than i thought it would be but and more hateful to little people, but it was funnier than I thought it would be. So I
1: went into uh, it thinking I'd hate it, hate it, hoping I would secretly love it, but instead ended up yeah. being pretty mad on it.
0: I think yeah, I probably no, hated is, it.
3: <laughs> I I I wanted to be somebody who could champion to use that word. I, I wanted to champion a movie that got dumped on because i i don't mind doing that ever i i have lost count of the number of podcasts i've been on talking about my love of flash gordon and yeah flash gordon is cool again but it wasn't cool you know 7 uh, eight ten worry, years. worry don't ago. worry
1: in yeah. the uk yeah. it was always cool
3: there we go okay um i thought <laughs> literally like those are my people, um, yeah. I like the, are my people yeah. you know uh, so I wanted to take this movie and go. Oh no, no, wait! I can still be a Mike Myers fan because all of his movies have some redeeming thing, and this I could not find redemption. Um, it, it is a straight up three out of ten, uh, and it only gets those three points just because there are some moments that I laughed out loud. Little bit of charm, but not much, not much at all.
0: That's why I, I put wish it, he could have been on for jargon. a name.
2: Oh yeah, wish well, she could have been on What's for that? *In the Name of the King*, the dungeon siege tale by Uva Bowl, which we all liked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and personally, I nice. like Speed Two. I'm still talking about okay. how I liked Speed Two. So <laughs> Very you, good. you know, you'll find something yeah. if you if you come on the bad list enough. Oh sure. And you haven't hit peril. a comedy <laughs> yet that
0: I think we want to champion, but uh. <laughs> mm. Yeah, definitely, uh, yeah, definitely honestly i'd probably because it's i think i said it on that podcast but because it's only two and a half hours long i'd be more willing to watch dungeon and siege again than say lord of the rings because it's a much less uh commitment of time right and get, well you, you have to watch lord of the rings for that <laughs> i have to watch I, it. I, I it's there i'm ready for it but yeah <laughs>
1: yeah and you better be watching them extended editions
0: they are no
2: <laughs> i refuse i refuse then you're not
1: watching lord of the rings
2: Okay, well then I'm not watching Lord of the Rings.
1: I look,
2: look, theatrical cuts are is an art. That's coming, yeah. Yeah, I got that one. <laughs> Whoa. I, one of my favorite movies is the Wicker Man, the real one. And yes. the, the, yes. the one hundred and twenty minute cut of that is too much. The theatrical cut is very good. I <laughs> don't I would, I hate I the long cut, no. but Metropolis am not be for now.
1: I'm gonna fund yes, true. project to go back and insert the cut Tom Bombadil scenes to the extended editions of Lord of the Rings and make them even longer
2: (laughs) I mean okay I did watch the extended version of Two Towers and I didn't hate it but it was I felt I felt my ass would go to sleep and then never I thought it was never gonna wake up
1: someone's never sat and watched the whole trilogy of extended editions in one day
0: that's me (laughs) that's me right here um well i i get back to us with more lord of the rings chatter in what three years it's pretty high on, they're pretty high on the list um, oh my god it's gonna stay as, there. as for noah john we did we didn't actually uh, properly introduce you at the start so if you want to tell oh folks, i i, I um, need yeah I, yeah don't need it uh, oh, he's yeah, a man um, who pod- needs
1: no introduction <laughs> that's not true <laughs> uh
3: podcast for all the other shows that i do so there you go. Mission Log, Trek Files, Mission Log Live, hopefully coming back to a podcast stream near you. Um, yeah, so go there. Podcasts.RobBerry.com Back on Voyager. Yes, back on Voyager. Season, very, very soon. Yeah. Thanks for the reminder. I need to put out the preview show tonight. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> oh, yeah, <dude. laughs>
0: Yeah. All right. As for us, uh, Films of Filth, you can, we're on we're on x at the moment we're on facebook i think uh if you really want to dig us come to patreon that's podcastiopodcastius.com where we do a whole lot of podcasts like luke loves pokemon hyrule field report game game showtime enough podcast and that other one uh Sp- podcast 1999 one yesterday i should remember that stuff okay <laughs> That's funny because everything immediately leaves my
2: podcast immediately leave my mind as soon as I do them and then I have to re-listen to them.
0: Oh, that's that's good for you. Mine are the, the early morning ones. The early morning ones are the ones I don't remember
1: anything.
2: You guys haven't uh, made me do a single early morning podcast yet. I'm very, very thankful.
1: Because your early morning is like we're asleep, I think.
2: <laughs> no, I mean, you'd just be getting off work. Or, right at, work.
0: Right. or at work. at work. Okay, well, I will just uh, sign off by saying that um,
1: Mariska Hargitay,
0: calamari does not. Oh, sure, that's what you say. But I was going to say, uh, calamari does not taste like a skunk's bottom. Calamari is good. You're right.
1: gleams in the velvet night, eternities witnessed in the firelight, minarets of Mecca, rolling hills of Jerusalem, shining in the soul flight, ripples of the Ganges
2: mighty, and the temples of Kiltor illuminate brightly, all lead back to
3: find a journey to the centre of the.